Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's going on and welcome to the Backpacking Podcast, as always with my cohort in crime, the red-headed, bearded wonder himself, Mr. Jeremiah Stringer. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Are you doing good? It is time. You know what it's time for? <laughs> what is it time for, man? It's time to mess up my hair with these headphones. There you go. There you go. So check this out, man. We are in season two of the podcast. Started in July. We are now in episode... 11 of season two we are on the cusp of twenty five thousand listens on our podcast did you realize that well no i never would have guessed that i would have thought 2500 yeah twenty four thousand seven hundred and forty listens so far oh on this podcast God. how awesome is that That's we've had some really cool guests we've had some really awesome people on uh, as a matter of fact recently we had on a guy named rue mckinnon who uh, is doing the American Perimeter Trail. We just released that podcast today, so that's exciting. And uh, But this is our live stream, man. Oh, we got, we got some good guests today. Oh, my gosh. But before, oh, but before we do that, it, you know what it's time for? What's it time for? It is time for the ticker. So we'll get the ticker going <laughs> with some good fake news so that you guys out there who are watching can read along and and see what's going on. But we do have some awesome guests on today, Jeremiah. Some awesome, yes. awesome guests on. You want to talk about them a little bit? Absolutely. So Austin and Nathan are out oh, here I, doing I, it. Big. Wait, 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 wait. I just remembered something else I got to talk about real quick. Oh, okay. I want to do this That's before okay. they get on there. I don't want to take any of their actual time up when we talk to them. So I have to do this now. All right. Um, you do realize that here, real shortly, real football is getting to start up, right? You're disgusting. Like I got real football starting up. Ohio State football is getting ready to start up. I got my shirt on right here. You know, if you can see that, you lucked out that the stand is actually covering it up because that's a lot of greatness to handle for one one video. So, well, um, and I'm the podcast out. people can't even see it, so I feel for them. Yeah, well, the people who can't see, let me tell you. I have a smart water bottle here in front of me because I've been trying for years now to get sponsored by smart water and they have yet to do so. So smart water, if you're listening, I'm a sellout. Please contact me. Exactly. We could use the sponsorship. Exactly. Um, also, also because in honor of Ohio state football starting up in less than a month, we got a little red light here. So. <laughs> okay. If you had right your... back there, dude, now we're good. Now we're good. You had now your we're field? All ready to go. Yeah, I, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. So now let's introduce these two awesome guys, Austin and Nathan. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about them now that I've cut you off like four times? That's okay. I still love you. Thanks. So buddy. Austin and Nathan out doing it big. They are, I guess, from South Dakota, which is pretty close, but they are up in the Mitten State. It's pretty close. <laughs> pretty close, if you ask me. That's, I mean... It's are like a they 30 not? Hour drive or something, man? Bro, it's the same latitude. What do you want me to do? It's not even what? It's basically the same. They're almost all in I'm Canada, saying. bro. I digress. Okay. Anyway, so they have a uh, a backpacking 
cottage gear business and they make all kinds of different stuff. Um, it goes all the way from like an ultralight minimalist wallet to a full size backpack that you could take on a through hike. Let's bring them in Austin and Nathan. What's going on guys? Yeah, how's it going? Hey everyone. So this, these are the guys from chicken tramper ultralight gear. And I just want to say up front, I found out about these guys through a comment on one of my YouTube videos. And so I looked them up and I'm not going to lie. I came away thinking, wow, look at this gear. This is amazing. You guys make some really cool stuff. Thanks, man. We appreciate getting feedback from you know anybody like that and seeing comments and uh, different reviews that we get. It's just really awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, we ha- the first question has to be asked because everybody's probably wondering this in the comments who doesn't know you. What the heck is Chicken Tramper? <laughs> yes, you got to yes. tell us. We got to know. So we get this question a lot. Uh, my name's Austin, by the way. Yeah, I'm Nathan. Um, so the first thing I'll start with is that we're engineers by training. Uh, you know, we went to school to be engineers, so we're not exactly creatives. Uh, so we already had products, designs, and stuff ready to go. And we, we were on this process. All right, we need a name. For months, we were trying to brainstorm names. And... Uh, it, it took us a little bit to figure out. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually one day we came across tramper, which is like an Australian term for, for hikers. And like the actual definition is someone who hikes over long distances and difficult terrain for fun. It's like, all right, well, that's got to go in there because that's like every through hike ever. Yep. <laughs> uh, we also met in college um, and in our fraternity, there was this inside joke and it was this uh, this chicken right here. And it was just the sign of the chicken, international sign of the chicken. And we asked the guy who drew it initially back in the 60s, 70s, if we could use it as a logo. And uh, he said yes. So it became Chicken Tramper. Nice. <laughs> nice. Dude, sell gear. <laughs> <laughs> and we can file our LSD paperwork. Yeah. So we had the name and everything. That's wow. awesome. I, I know when I first heard it, I thought people that step on chickens. And I was like, that's really kind of like <laughs> – yeah. disgusting in a way you know but i'm glad that's not it that's awesome man i was wondering why you're saying that you uh he gave you permission so he doesn't get a, like a 10 percent royalty on every single sale for every chicken no no we, we just give him uh props when we do a podcast so he's gonna be happy now yeah that's awesome that's awesome. Well, we, we actually are going to be doing something new tonight that we've not done before, and uh, that is our first ever pop quiz. So let's get this started. So the way this is going to work is real simple. We're just going to ask you five questions, and Jeremiah's in on this. He has to answer these two, and I guess you're over here. So Jeremiah has to answer this too, okay? <laughs> so he's got he's to come up with answers. You guys need to come up with answers, each of you. Like, I don't want – you don't have to think as one brain during this. You guys can be individuals here. So, um, But we got five questions for you, all having to do with backpacks and personal preference. So this is just finding out what you guys like about backpacks. So the first question we're going to ask is mesh or netting on a front pocket? Ooh. So we'll start with Nathan. Um. Mesh is nice, like, you know, the, like a Lycra mesh, but I go with the diver mesh uh, because I just, I like to be able to fix things if something happens. So, like, if you get a big run in your Lycra, you're kind of hosed, whereas if you get, like, a diver mesh on there, it's easy to fix. It's a lot more durable. 
and you know it won't stretch out over time like if lycra sags out and you just have a bunch of loose fabric around it's not i don't think i want that but yeah so i go mesh yeah if i'm out hiking if i'm out hiking uh it's definitely the diver mesh same reasons uh but if i'm wearing like a running pack the lycra is the way to go i can shove so many bars in you know my clothes my my coat inside of that nice jeremiah Welcome to Amateur Hour, where <laughs> I have no idea what the questions are. He told me about this 20 minutes ago. I He's refused like, to tell him the questions, too. I told him he has to, he has to know it just as often, as, as early as you guys do. So Yeah, so just being put on the spot, um, I'm going to take what you all said, but I like to do half and half. That way I can get the best of both worlds. On the right. left, wait, what were the choices again? <laughs> <laughs> what what um it was only two uh mesh and netting yes i like mesh on one side and netting on the other mm-hmm. yep. but i have i got no idea what i'm talking about so you guys are the professionals okay we'll move on question number two <laughs> question number two and and austin you're gonna be the first one to answer this one we'll give everybody a chance to answer first but the next question is hip belt or no hip belt Oh boy, I am pro hip belt. Um, yeah, I tend to have very heavy food bags. Uh, even if I'm only out for four days, I have a lot of food. So I always bring a backpack that's got a frame. Frame connects right to the hip belt, and I think that's the most comfortable way to carry like a heavier load. So I'm pro frame, or sorry, pro hip belt. <laughs> hip belt. There you go. All right, Jeremiah. Hip belt, no hip belt. Well, it probably doesn't come as a surprise that I am also pro hip belt. Unless I'm doing like a day hike, then I am no hip belt. And the reason is the same as yours. So I'll bring a minimum of two pounds of food per day. So definitely the hip belt. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeremiah, you need to know people are already talking smack about you. Uh, you have been called, you've been called, you, you were told that you had a fence sitter answer on your last one. <laughs> So it's right here, just so you can see that Greg Morgan just said fence sitter answer. So you're gonna have to get some guts, man, and, and really go after these, okay? Bro, I'm so, a professional fence sitter. <laughs> professional. Nathan, tell us what do you, what do you prefer, hip belt or no hip belt? I'm team hip belt as well. Um, I do carry some food, but I also just carry too much stuff, and my backpack weighs a lot. So, you know, so uh, definitely transferring all that down to the hip is where I want to be at. Very cool. So now that we know that everybody's a hip belt person, I can actually ask this next question. <laughs> hip belt pockets. Jeremiah, you're first. Do you like big hip belt pockets, little hip belt pockets, or no hip belt pockets? I like huge hip belt pockets <laughs> because I at least want to fit my cell phone in there. And uh, like, I don't know, a couple pieces of chocolate at minimum. <laughs> Well, there you go. There you go. Nathan, how about you, man? Uh, I am not about hip belt pockets. I'm pro fanny pack. So oh. Fanny pack in, in spite of the, the hip belt pockets. Yeah. There we go. There we go. What about you, Austin? Yeah, hip belt pockets are history in my head. I, I don't I don't know if I'll have them on my backpack again, but uh, we uh, clip our fanny packs right into the front of our hip belt, and it's just right there ready to go. Very and cool. I've never had a lack of storage for chocolate bars. <laughs> Hold That's on important. a second. That's important. Meters worth of chocolate bars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. I, I feel like this is unfair because 
<laughs> I have never had the the experience of snapping in a fanny pack. Mm. So maybe my mind could be changed. I don't really? know. Well, you know, Jeremiah, if you were going to get a fanny pack, you know you would get one made by Gonex. Oh, um, no. You, you, Jeremiah, you are the Gonex god, and Bryce Newbold <sighs> added in, you, this podcast is brought to you by Gonex. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> god, Nathan, Austin, if y'all don't know... Nope. No, <laughs> Gonex... We'll, we'll clue you in on what's going on here. Yes, and I'm going to do this in 10 seconds so I don't give them too much airtime. <laughs> Gonex <laughs> is some cheap Chinese-made backpack that I accepted so my friends could have a pack to go backpacking with me. Right. And now... And he wore it in a video. Uh, well, I was backpacking with the shields, but it's the bane of my existence now. Yeah, it's haunting me. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And Hike the Change just said, and Bryce for the Go Next one. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Anyways, anyways, we'll get back to the questions. Okay, Nathan, you're back up. You're first. And I, I noticed maybe that I know the answer to this from hearing your other comments, but frame or frameless on your backpack? Yeah, I'm pro frame as well, uh, just because, you know, technically wherever we're going, you know, we got to carry a lot of water and food and if we're going out for a long time. And just having a frame to transfer all that weight down to your hips is just awesome. And getting all that weight up off your shoulders and all that weight forward above your hips is the way to go. So I'm frame all the way. Very nice. What about you, Austin? Same thing. Same words. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you guys are in business together. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremiah? Okay. I'm a fence-sitter. So I'm going to say, what do you want me to say, man? I'm just well, being honest. Preference, right? got a preference, right? Uh, my most used backpack... Up to this point, frame or frame has gone X, <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> so the backpack I've used the most is my Osprey, and it's a 65 liter, and it is framed, and it carries weight really well. I call it the Cadillac. So <laughs> if I'm just going like warm weather and one or two knots, I think frameless is fine, but um, I just had a new one made that was given to me, and I haven't had a chance to take it out yet. So it is frameless, and I'm on board with frameless. I just, uh, I haven't, it hasn't hit home with me yet. I haven't got the opportunity. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's okay. We can, we can live with that. That's an answer, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting right on that fence. Yeah, I'll tell you, man. You better watch it. You better watch it. Um, okay, so the last question, and I guess, Austin, you'll be the one that gets to answer this one first. Uh 30 liter or 50 liter? Oh, there's no in between in this question, is there? No, we're going we're gonna to go. Do you try and keep your stuff down to a smaller size or do you try and just bring it all with you? 50 liter. 50 liter. Yeah. Yep. I get cold, so I, I got to have the puffy and the melly. Like, I, I need them both. Very nice. Very nice. Nathan, what about you? Yeah, I'd probably lean towards the, the 50 as well for the same reasons and just because I over prepare for everything. So I just got a lot of stuff. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Jeremiah, I was going to add 70 for you. Um, what would, you like, would you like 30 or 50? Um, for the record, besides just the day trip, I'm not sure I've ever been able to fit anything in 50 liters before. Really? I think so. I mean, I can't remember a time. Besides, like, you know, just a day hike. For real, yeah. I like to bring a lot of stuff. I get cold, too. Like You're, you're, you're definitely ultralight. Oh, super ultra light. Super ultra light. <laughs> and when it's cold, 
I typically bring two puffies. I'm yeah. I'm serious. Yeah, love it. Nice, nice. I, I, the blind hiker actually said sixty liters, son. <laughs> yes. So, there you go. Hey, and somebody wanted to ask a question. Okay, so Jeremiah and I, when we first met, we met at a coffee shop. And we talked, and we had, Jeremiah had this ridiculous idea for a video that we both thought was awesome. And so we did it. And our first backpacking trip together, we did a gear swap. So basically, he handed me his backpack, and I handed him mine. And I had to use whatever was in his backpack, and he had to use whatever was in mine. So the question has been asked by Sean Schultz, have they ever done a gear swap? So have you guys ever gear swapped before? I've never heard of that. That yeah. sounds like fun. Yeah. You get, would you guys be willing to do something like that? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, we've never done one before, but that is a fun idea, and that would be a good experiment. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible, terrible. Figure out what's actually really different from our setups, which is a handful of things. But yeah, all I know is I'll just start fishing. Otherwise, I'll kick myself <laughs> for carrying a fishing pole. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a question. Um, let's see. Well, I just had a bunch pop up at one time. Uh, let's see. Backcountry exposure. Devin wants to know how many bricks of cheese are you bringing? <laughs> One each for sure. Yeah. Minimum. And I'm the uh, extra sharp cheddar type. Oh, there you go. That's the stuff I'd bring too. I would bring it. What about you, Jeremiah? Are you a cheese person? I mean, I like string cheese. Does that count? <laughs> Does that count? No. no. I had just cheese. quit while we were ahead on that one. I'm telling you. I had cheese. cheese. That doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even cheese, man. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about you guys. Now we've kind of had some fun, broke the ice, all that kind of stuff. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. What, I mean, what got you guys into hiking and backpacking in the first place? Because I know the company came out of trying to make backpacking more enjoyable for you. So, what got you into it in the first place? Um, so, growing up, I'd go camping with my dad quite a bit. We did a lot of car camping in cool places, and we'd always talk about getting into backpacking, going to the Smokies, stuff like that. So when I got to college uh, and I had friends who wanted to do stuff like that, I was at Michigan Tech up in Houghton where there's plenty of places to go backpacking. Um, more and more of my friends would cram inordinate amounts of gear into these backpacks and take them hiking. And they were very heavy. And I think some of them were just multiple backpacks on someone's back at one point. <laughs> wow. We were quite beginners. Uh, but from my first trip to the Porky's doing a couple days in the Porcupine Mountains, um, I was pretty hooked and it just progressed from there. Very cool. What about you, Nathan? Yeah, so I kind of, you know, have been doing it since I was a kid as well. Uh, I grew up uh, in kind of rural area outside town. So I always grew up uh, you know, in the woods and walking around the fields and stuff. And uh, just through scouts and stuff, going camping, going on those outings that kind of built up into going to Isle Royal when I was in high school at some point and just all the adventures throughout uh, college and stuff after that and trying to figure out what system is the best and trying different things. And so, yeah. That's very cool. I'm so jealous of them. Like they have such good backpacking, even starting out. Don't have to drive for seven hours to go to a semi okay spot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Michigan's great. Can't lie. (laughs) Now, Jeremiah, you say that, but we live right near the Smoky Mountains and the Red River Gorge. So I mean, it's not like it's not like we're hurting or anything here. Okay, are you guys? I mean, too? Are, they, are we yeah, what? I mean, are you climbers? Do you go to the gorge to climb at all? I'm fat. We don't climb anything. No, I'm not strong um, enough. I, I climb up to the buffet sometimes, but that's about it. <laughs> but but that's been cut back because of COVID. So, um, 
No, I'm just um, no, like uh, so so. You guys are in Michigan. Actually, we had someone ask the question. Uh, let me see here. Greg Morton said, "Where is Chicken Tramper located?" You want to let everybody know about that? That's a good question. Hancock, Michigan, and the Keweenaw Peninsula of Michigan. So it's like, it's yeah, I can't tell. What I think that's right. Uh, it's right for you guys. It's yeah. right for us. Yeah. So we love you. Yeah. Okay. I get. I still get so jealous. Everybody I talk to, Michigan's like. Oh, no problem. Let me show you where that's from. <laughs> right, right over here. Detroit Rock City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Do it. And we give them a lot of grief. Yeah. It's not a lot. <laughs> I want so. John touched on this a little bit, but um, for those that don't know about the, the origins of your company. So you all met, you said in college, same fraternity. But at some point, you started making gear together. So yeah. the origin of this company, and I know something about some arrows or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so throughout college, I knew I wanted to do something after I graduated. Nathan's the same, uh, you know, some hike. And I got turned on to the Pacific Crest Trail from a, a friend of mine uh, who does crazy things. He goes and hikes and climbs a bunch, and I always try and you know, see what he's up to, get into those hobbies. And he was into the Pacific Crest Trail at the time. And man, that seemed like a lot of fun, just the lifestyle, um, having everything on your back. And so we decided to do part of the trail or all of the trail. Um, I started looking for ultralight backpacks and man, were they expensive. And I wanted <laughs> an ultralight backpack because I'm hiking the PCT. Um, and so we decided to make our own backpacks. Uh, I found some designs online, modified them, Wanted to add a frame, talk to Nathan a lot about it as I was going through my process and asked him what I should use as a frame. And he came up with the arrow thing, which was genius. Yeah, because we were trying to figure out what, like, different stuff that we could actually, you know, get to use for arrows that were going to be pretty light. So, you know, you can get, like, aluminum tubing and stuff from the hardware store. Or, like, I think we had some stainless laying around for something. And, but, yeah, then we were like, well, what's the lightest thing? Carbon fiber? Well, how are we going to get that? Oh. They make these in cylinders or just arrows, so I'll just cut these up and put it in there. Yeah, that's how we solved the frame problem. So I finished my backpack. It looks pretty good. It's sort of torn to shreds now. Uh, <laughs> <along> with it. <laughs> and then Nathan made his backpack and improved on all the mistakes I made, which were bountiful. Yeah, well, I think it's more apt to say that I sort of transferred mistakes. So <laughs> I fixed things, and then the things manifested in other things. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Now, you guys, I can't. I think it was Austin on on your website. It mentioned that you actually just like basically every time you stopped somewhere on the trail, you were quizzing people on what they liked about backpacks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sorry, I cut you off there. No, you're good. Go, go, go. Um, yeah, Nathan and I were talking about starting the company after we found that the backpacks lasted for hundreds of miles, and we wanted to know what people wanted in their backpacks. So while I was still on trail, I got a notebook, which isn't ultralight, and carried it um, for a while, like the rest of the hike, I think, a couple, a thousand miles I probably carried it, and uh, interviewed anyone that would talk to me. I asked them a lot of specific questions, like you were earlier, hip belts or no, frame or no, uh, what do you consider an ultralight backpack? Um, you know, is, is it two pounds? Is it, what's the cutoff? Stuff like that. Um, and then I kind of let them free ball. What do you love about your pack? What do you wish it had? And we got a lot of good data from that that we worked off of when we wanted to create our first backpack to throw out 
in uh, 2019 with our through hiker discount. That's cool. What are some of the things that, um, on that feedback, like you're, was it just you that was, um, walking and talking and carrying the notebook and interviewing people? Yep. Uh, Nathan had left trail at that point. So it was just me doing these interviews and, uh, talking to my trail family first. And then anyone, like I said, that would meet me and you guys know, hikers, we're, we're gearheads. We're talking about our gear. What else you are have? not kidding. <laughs> you are what, not kidding. What's some of the biggest, uh, feedback things that you all are getting whenever you're like figuring out your designs and, and talking to each other and, you know, coming up with the frame and, and all of this. Um, we got a lot of priorities from people that we put towards what we want all of our backpacks to have. Durability was one of the biggest ones. No one wants to buy a backpack and have it end after a through hike with holes and falling apart. They want the frame to be intact. So our biggest thing is durability. We want our packs to last at least two through hikes, uh, maybe more. And sure. what, what do you guys consider a through hike? Um, 20, yeah. 2,000 miles plus, something like that. 2,000 to 3,000. Okay. The backpack we have in durability testing right now, it's gone the furthest, has done the CDT and the Appalachian Trail. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think he's at two, three hikes right now. Yeah. yeah. He's getting there. <laughs> Are you guys good for some, uh, some questions? Yeah, sure. bring them in. We had lots of questions. They're, I mean, they're popping up quick. I wasn't expecting <laughs> to be this early in the show, but uh, uh, first question up here is How do I get a Chicken Tramper t shirt? Uh, so my sister, I don't even yeah. have one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this was a Christmas gift from my wonderful older sister. She's got one of those machines that can screen print. Uh, we'll work on that. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I would buy one. I think oh, I love yeah. the logo. The logo is awesome. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, okay, so Aaron Gall wants to know what one thing can you not hike without? Oh boy. <laughs> You just said shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shoes? <laughs> well, you're not going to go barefoot across the Pacific Crest Trail in the Sierras? Come on. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I pretty much – I have like a little monocular scope kind of a thing, and I pretty much take that all over the place. Uh, it's just like a 12X magnifier. Huh. It's just like a fun thing to take out when you get to the top of a big hill or a mountain or get to a lake or something and look at whatever's out there. It's just a – found it to be very handy so i keep that pretty much all the time it's fantastic if i'm ever in nature and want to see something from further away i ask him any so that i always have a scope but uh we saw a bald eagle on grand island it's pretty close up with that yeah. scope. Like, oh that's cool. cool that is cool uh, this one actually is just a quick question that somebody's picking on Jeremiah for. He says, where are you living in Kentucky? You have to drive seven hours for an amazing hike. <laughs> My comment. Exactly. Right. Um, okay, I was talking quote, round trip. That was round trip. <laughs> right. Right. That's exactly what you meant. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Devin from backcountry exposure, what was your flagship product and what products do you sell? So, I mean, I'd say that our flagship are probably our 35 and 45 liter bags. Um, and then maybe our fanny packs is kind of like what we got started on. That was our bread and butter for a long time, making cool fanny packs. Uh, but as far as other stuff that we make, we make uh, wallets. We could go QVC holders. style if yeah, you want. Yeah, like pass them around. We make wallets. wallets. Oh, <laughs> oh, look at this. Smart move. Look at these phone guys. Yeah. All right, so I'll show you this one thing in the phone pouch. So you can flip the storm flap in. And there's like a secondary flap in here. 
that'll keep your phone in so you can have an aux cord coming out. And that was one of the design things of the year. A lot of our products come from our friends saying, hey, I want this. And us saying, okay, cool, we'll work on it. Uh, Those friends get the real crappy versions. And then we make really good ones after a couple of rounds for everybody else. You guys ever wanted to sponsor a podcast with three gear? Um, (laughs) Um, Um, I'd say our other top sellers are camera bags. So the big thing with these is um, we custom make it to the dimensions of your camera and lens setup. Uh, You'll give us some dimensions, some specs, and we'll take it and make a bag that fits it perfectly and attaches to either your hip belt, your chest, by multiple clips, or your shoulder strap. And it's kind of like the alternatives on the market, except that it'll protest, protect from dust and light rain. Oh, very cool. Very cool. You guys are ready, man. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> ever been that ready before. We're, excited. Yeah. we're very excited to be here. <laughs> well, uh, we're glad you guys are on here, man. Okay, so, so uh, I got more questions, Jeremiah. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Ask you, away. You gotta, you, I can't even ask him questions right now because other people have them before us. So Yeah, what are they got? Hunter. Hunter's trip wants to know what design has been the most difficult to create. Wow. These questions are better than my questions. I can't come up with these good questions. It's not really the camera bag. Uh the first ten of those that I made, one was for a friend. Um, and just finding the right way to convert their camera dimensions into a bag with the right seam allowances that's gonna fit it right, getting the openings right, the attachments right. Um, we have 3D spacer mesh on the inside now. The initial design didn't have that, so now there's a little padding. I think from start to finish developing a product, that one's pretty up there for how yeah how long it took to get to a good place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even just going from like the dimensions they give us to the geometry of what some of those panels look like are all these really weird angles just based on the taper of everyone's bag and stuff like that. So it took a while to figure all that out. <laughs> nice. Two more questions, then we'll do we'll do some talk about some other things. But um, uh, would you guys do a custom backpack? We do a lot of customizations to backpacks. If you want us to do a custom pack, email us, and we'll let you know what you're asking for is too crazy. <laughs> there you go. That's a great answer. Um, then we've got. Let's see. There's one more I saw. Okay, this one's interesting. Can you attach the camera bag and the fanny pack on the pack at the same time? Yep. should be able to yeah so you can like you said you can put the camera bag on three different locations so obviously if you have it on the chest or shoulder strap you're good but then the way that it wraps around the hip belt you will just wrap it right around the attachment for the fanny pack as well and it'll sit on there fine yeah. very cool and then this is just a statement jeremiah wants a backpack with john's face on <laughs> um okay so <laughs> jeremiah didn't mean to cut you off earlier go ahead and oh that's okay do your thing I, man <clears throat> i see how prepared they are and you said that you went to school in Michigan and you were studying engineering mm-hmm. and both of you, you you're holding rotting utensils and people are just listening. They don't see and <laughs> like we were just talking in the green room before, before we went live and I saw y'all reaching up and I was just curious, like, uh, what are y'all taking notes on? Um, I took a few notes. <laughs> He's psychoanalyzing you, Jeremiah. That's what it is. <laughs> Uh, no, I wrote down the ground quilts because another uh, gear company in Michigan, we'd love to get to know them. So if anyone from there is listening, we might call you sometime. We'd just like to know other people in Michigan. Uh, pretty impressed you're on episode 11 of season two. 
And <laughs> I believe if you use rounding that 24,704 is 25,000, but you're, you're close to listenership. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. I love it. They're so prepared. They're so incredible. You guys started this for fun in January and you had 25,000 listens. That's insane. Like, congratulations. Now, thank you. It's been kind of shocking, actually. Yeah. So. Well, it's people like you. We get to like talk to interesting people and we get to hang out. So it's always a good time. That's the truth. And Jeremiah, if you're looking at the at the thing on the bottom of the screen right now, basically Jeremiah is officially the most improperly translated YouTuber according <laughs> to the YouTube closed caption. <laughs> His phrase, what's going on, hawkers, is easily the most mistranslated words in all of YouTube. So, well, I will say one of the most listened to episodes of recent is John being linguistically racist. And that's where that's coming from. I'm not linguistically racist. I just like making fun of you. <laughs> so, I'm curious. When y'all started this company, and um, Austin, you're out, you're out asking people. Nathan, um, you've left the trail, but you all still decide to start this gear company. Whose idea is it originally, and then uh, how does it come together from there? Um, so we had like always talked, like in college, you know, between the two of us and some of our other friends about like, yeah, we should just start our own company. Why work for somebody else? Like, why would we do that? And trying to you know, just you know go on in there, and we never really knew what we were gonna do or whatever. And then uh, we kind of went on this big adventure, and we made our own bags. We're like, well, this isn't too hard. Like, we can do this. This is all right. And we started getting pretty good at it, and uh, yeah, it just kind of spiraled from there. And I was working uh, in Wisconsin at the time, so I was kind of doing some background feasibility sort of studies on how this might work out. And Austin was getting a bunch of data, and then yeah, he moved in with me after he got off the trail, and we just started cranking on it. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was in the middle of Oregon. Uh, I texted him and said, Nathan, I'm pretty sick of my hip belt pockets. Do you think you could make a fanny pack like the one you made for yourself before trail uh, and send it to me in a care package? And Nathan said, absolutely. So he, I think he made some modifications to the design, sent me another one. And like a good man, he is included some Oreos and sunflower seed butter because I'm allergic to nuts. I'm it's hard to come by in some of those small towns. Wow. Very thankful for that care pack. That, that's a good friend, man. That's I a really need- good friend. <laughs> we got a question for you because you were talking earlier about how backpackers are gear nerds. Um, make your own gear guys are even bigger nerds when it comes to things like sewing machines. And our friend Miyagi on the trail wants to know what kind of machines are you using? Oh, yeah. oh here it comes. Oh. Here it comes. Yeah, we're in the shop. Yeah. <laughs> This is our Juki DDL8500. Uh, it's the first industrial machine that we got. It has a half-horse motor. Yes. Half-horse motor, clutch driven. Yeah, it is very scary. You put your foot down and it just shoots. <laughs> it took us a while it's, to get used to it. It takes a while. Yeah. Uh, getting a lot of foot control. So mm-hmm. that we've had for year, years? Yeah, a year and a half, maybe. A while. And it's then getting to be there. <laughs> we very recently got a new machine. This is our Juki walking foot LU562. So this is uh, this actually has a servo motor on it, so it's a little bit different. But uh, this is the walking foot model. So the top part of the foot actually walks with the feed dogs and helps cycle in the material instead of just the feed dogs pulling in on the bottom. So you got a lot less uh, layer shift and stuff moving around. So yeah, those are our two main machines. Our workhorses. <laughs> wow. wow. 
That's, that's awesome. impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, we actually had uh, another friend of ours who is also a gear nerd. Uh, oh, wrong one. Here we go. Hunter. Juki! <laughs> Got all excited. And then All Things Outdoors says, that beats my 1980 Kenmore. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love how passionate that they are uh, about making all the gear. You can just feel like it's contagious. Yeah. And since we're talking about making gear... And I want to talk to you about a problem that I'll run into. And I don't know if we can solve it tonight, but I do have like a follow-up question about it. So I lost quite a bit of weight um, a while back. And ever since, um, my hip belt sometimes will pinch. Like there's some fat, there's still some skin. Yeah, so hike to change. He, he commented on here, can you change the hip belts as you lose weight? So I lost this weight and there's like, fat extra skin and you're walking and that's being pinched and when i first started backpacking like the first time i ever went it was like ready to bleed you know i was like patching it up and putting ointment on it and then as i kept going i was adjusting the height of where i put my hip belt how much it's squeezing me you know i was just learning the ropes of backpacking so do you all have um, any ideas for solutions when it comes to that and then the follow-up is, what do you all think is some of the most comfortable aspects for your backpack while you're making it? Like, what are you thinking about as you're making it? So for the user, it's going to be the most comfortable. Yeah, as far as the, the first thing, um, there's not a whole lot off the top of my head. It's, you know, it's hard to make hip belt smaller even and, and do that kind of thing. And, yeah, I don't think – uh, I've thought about that at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure where your pinching's coming from. Uh, I'd be curious if that happens on other types of hip belt. Uh, mm-hmm. I have an Osprey Ether 65, and those hip belts, while they do have padding, have some sort of shape that's different than our shape, and different padding that's different from our padding and other companies' paddings. A lot of the UL use the closed-cell foam, and that's what we use. So that, that might be more comfortable for you to have a different style hip belt on your pack. Mm-hmm. Um, but as for losing weight and worrying about maybe your hip belt becoming too big, that's a thing that we could remedy before you buy a pack, but not after replacing or changing the size of a hip belt is pretty hard because it's so, it, it's a pretty early thing to put on, uh, yeah. hard to describe. We can't really do that very easily, but if you email us beforehand to tell us, Hey, I normally lose weight when I hike. I'm a little over right now. Or, hey, like me, I'm a super skinny guy. Hip belts are always too big. We take your custom measurement, and we can skew it in a way that you'll have more space uh, to close in or lose that weight in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And then for comfort, uh, we just take your custom measurements, like back length and your waist length. Well, we don't take them. You take them. You send them to us. (laughs) we, We make the pack exactly to that. Uh, we don't have a small, medium, large, or a range. We make the backpack for a 22-inch back, if you have a 22-inch back. Yeah. We're really tall. Yeah, and I think that's probably probably one of the biggest keys to getting a comfortable one is making sure that you have one that fits you right. And, you know, that goes for any brand out there is making sure that, you know, it's sitting on your hips well and that it's up off your shoulders and it's centering all that weight well. Uh, and that's once you get there, then it's all, you know, kind of tweaking things as you go. But if you, can, if you start in a bad spot, you know, it's like a foundation if you're, foundation is bad the rest of the house is not going to be great so. yeah i hear that 
I hear that. You actually got a uh, some props from Miyagi on the trail. Okay, they're pros, I accept. So you guys now have props from Miyagi, so that's good. Um, All Things Outdoors says he would like to have a prohibition pack, a backpack with a secret bourbon pocket. Oh. Um, so there's <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, here's another one. Uh, hiking with epilepsy said, yeah, it was. I was just wondering about that because of so many of us lose weight on trail and them trail rashes hurt like a sieve. Yeah, so for the backpack I made myself for trail, I made that mistake. And my hip belt ended up being too big for me being too skinny. And I ended up safety pinning some thermarest uh, that I found in a hiker box to the inside of my hip belt. So that's a temporary solution if you're on trail right now. But Wow, nice. that's very creative. I never nice. would have thought of that. Necessity. <laughs> yep. So if somebody goes... Y'all have a website. We haven't mentioned it yet, but y'all have a website and somebody wants to go on there and order something. Do y'all have like a, a short video or a diagram or something so that people know whenever they're measuring how to do it and how to do it properly? Like how are we supposed to know? Yeah. So we do have a backpack sizing page and right now. It's just like a picture of me with some lines drawn and like arrows to show you what's going on. But then it has a pretty good description about finding your C7 vertebrae and like where your iliac crest is on your hips. Uh, and we kind of talk about, you know, where, how to find it and then how to stand when you measure it. Cause you don't want to measure it when you're slouched over. You want to measure it when you're standing up, like you're hiking. Uh, so we go through that pretty thoroughly, but it is on our list to start making some videos for, you know, that and including some walkthroughs and some other stuff. Well. So there's the, there's the picture off the website right there for people wanting to see what that looks like. Just kind of explaining what they said. So, yeah, that's one thing I would worry about. I know, like, people go to REI or whatever, and then they take the piece of plastic and stick it against you. And I'm like, if if I had never been backpacking before, you know, I'm trying to, to order a bag or whatever, I'd be like, I have no idea. And then I would end up with the wrong size. Yeah, that's, you know, going back to the whole comfort thing, that's, like, one of the most critical things. We want to make sure that that size is right so that it fits everyone well and that it's most comfortable for them, yeah. Sure. And the best way to measure is with a flexible tape measure. If you use one that rolls up, you'll get the wrong measurement by a little bit. So something flexible. Or you could use a string and then measure it up against the straight roll. Mm. Got a comment here. What type of foam do you feel is a good middle ground of conform to lightweight? Uh, he's talking about like in the bag and stuff? Yeah. I think they meant comfort. I think that just was a misspelling. So it's probably comfort to lightweight. So. CCF closed cell foam. Yeah, we use like a, a midweight uh, closed cell foam. Um, FY20. Yeah. If that means something to anyone. Yeah, but... I don't, can't find anywhere what that means. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, so we use closed cell foam just because that's a lot more durable than an open cell. Um, a lot of people, well, I say a lot of people, I've seen people use open cell foams that have a little bit more breathability. But the problem with that is that there's so much less mass in there and less structure that that foam crushes down pretty quickly. So with the closed cell foam, each individual pocket of air is its own vessel, essentially. So it has enough structure around there to kind of go with the wear and tear of being compressed multiple times. Uh, so we go with that foam. Uh, it's three-eighths of an inch on the hip belts and most of the straps. Some of our stuff is about a quarter inch, but yeah. Yeah, so when we have to make decisions, we, we always kind of tend to drift towards durability and, and away from ultralight when it comes to important things like that. Uh, we don't want failures on trail. The, the same with the front main buckle, stuff like that. That was one of the main ones from the hiker survey. People don't want buckles to break. That should break. So we, we don't skimp for weight on places that are crucial, like your comfort on your straps or everyday use buckles. That's really smart. 
That's really smart. So are you guys going to make tents or hammocks in the future? And a follow-up question somebody else said right after that, will you guys ever go for a shelter design in the future? So I guess that's a big topic. So <laughs> shelter design. I've had an item on my to-do list for maybe two years now. And that's the make a bivy. Uh, I really want to make a three-season bivy. And after that, I want to make a tarp. And I got as far as making myself a prototype bivy. And it works well. Very light, and I had other things to do. <laughs> so in the future, uh, we hope to come out with a bivy, uh, eventually a tarp, and hammocks. Uh, yeah, I guess we know about that. Yeah, we have uh, one other friend that we have met uh, since moving back up here. He's get kind of starting to get into the making the hammock business, uh, so we might kind of contract in with him and do some uh, cahooting with him and try to get some from him on our website yeah he has his own brand i won't mention anything yet i don't think he sells stuff quite yet but he makes some pretty good hammocks that we've you know seen and uh we're talking about getting them on well that's that's interesting to me because i'm a hammock guy so uh i will definitely keep my eyes and ears open for that one because i'm definitely interested um i know jeremiah and i were supposed to be at pictured rocks this last year and we didn't get to go and I know we're planning on eventually going back like that's that's eventually a plan and so somebody posted up here production videos like Jeremiah did with UGQ would be cool maybe if we ever get a chance to go up that area yeah you know, maybe you guys could go hiking with us we could swing by oh. the uh the old place and maybe do a little mm -hmm. tour and you could explain to us how things are made and all that kind of stuff that'd yeah. be awesome that'd be sweet <laughs> yeah that's a good idea rock fun drive over to the shop and mm -hmm. Yeah, show you around the UP, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you, Austin, you mentioned prototypes a second ago, and this is something that I had been wondering about, and I want to talk to you all about. So you have some design in your head, and you all, obviously, you know, you like to write stuff down. I assume you draw it out and that kind of stuff, get some specs going. But what is the process from taking it to your from from your brain, right, and then turning it into something that is battle tested and approved, ready to sell? Like, what steps do you all go through to get there? Cool. Uh, yeah, we'll start with a few. So the first one is messing up a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, lots of subsystem tests. Yeah. Uh, so, like you said, we'll do subsystem tests just to see how things work when you have a 3d object that you want to make you have to transfer it into two dimensions in order to cut it all out and then bring it back up into 3d when you sew it all together and so a lot of the angles do weird things that are hard to visualize so we'll just start making you know different mock-ups and uh normally out of muslin uh cotton fabric or some scrap x back if you know it, it's a later level mock-up or prototype mm -hmm. and then uh I don't know, from like Aaron's phone design to like the final phone design. Yeah, it's mostly just iterative. You know, it's kind of like going through and, you know, make this. And then like we talked about earlier, a lot of our earlier stuff go to our friends. So it's like, you know, make one version of it and we send it to one of our friends that's out on trail or doing something and ask them, all right, you know, what's wrong with it? What should we change? And then we go through a couple iterations of that. And by the end of it, then we have a couple different products, which is, you know, how a lot of it started. <laughs> and so that goes for accessory items. Mostly for a backpack, we have a slightly different process, but much the same. In 2019, when we first started and had a backpack, we wanted to sell and test. We felt pretty unethical trying to just sell it like, hey, here's a $85 backpack. Trust us, it works. Yeah. Because <laughs> we don't know if it works yet. 
So we gave people a substantial discount on a backpack um, in exchange for them to be a part of our testing team and uh, answer surveys throughout the trail. So we made a call, hey, who's through hiking in 2019? People emailed us, we gave them the discount code, sent them backpacks, and then they gave us a bunch of uh, feedback. Where holes formed, not too many, but we were able to fix the areas that they did, how the frame works, how the shoulder strap, hock for shoulder straps, everything. And so they would just send us stuff and we would make changes. That's awesome. You know, you're talking about this, like what Jeremiah was talking about. Somebody actually asked earlier, and I, I missed the question, but I want to make sure I get it up here. I'd love to hear about their prototype fast pack because they've been on your way. I just, I'm just now looking at it on here, the, the CTUG 15 fast pack. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so the CTUG 15 fast pack, I made it so that I could run two miles to the uh, place where I work. I, I do like a shift a week as a bartender. So I could run there and uh, have all my stuff on me and run back. And then the eventual goal was to make it into something I could run, carry the bivy and the essentials and maybe do a weekend trip where I run, you know, 20 miles to a spot, sleep, keep going. Anyway, it's got shoulder straps with two Lycra pockets up top. You can fit bars in here um, or your keys, whatever. And then two soft glass pockets right here. So if you have the Solomon 500 milliliter soft glass, that's what I put there or my cell phone if I don't need to carry water. All of the side Liker pockets and the back one are accessible while you're moving. So you can just stash stuff, grab stuff. Um, there's you know static compression to keep all your stuff tight to your back. There's quite a few features on it. It's a little overblown and a little <laughs> underpriced. <laughs> right. and it's on the prototype page, which means that there might be slight modifications to the picture you see or improvements as well. Um, and then, yeah, I don't use a normal sternum strap for the fast pack style. I use shot cord with two connections to one connection on either side, and you just slip it under a pack hook. And uh, there's no hip belt needed when it's, you know, sitting tight like that. That's really cool. That's a really cool. I mean, it's, that's very unique. I'm actually looking at it while you're talking about it. Um, it is a very cool looking pack, too. I mean, just. The design, it's not one of those things where you're, you're wearing it and people are going to look at you like, what the crap is that dude wearing on his back? It's yeah. like, it's actually a really good looking backpack, man. Yeah. Really good looking backpack. The angle and the design, I had inspiration from two different places and they're both nerdy. One of them was the Tesla driver truck. <laughs> Doesn't look great as a truck, but like the angle, is, I liked it. I wanted that as a backpack. Um, and then Ahsoka Tano in Star Wars Clone Wars carried a backpack with angles and I was like, that's a cool backpack. <laughs> you brought up Star Wars and you just ranked really high on my list now. Like, like I already started to like you guys, but now it's like it's over. We're just like best friends now. Commando yeah. um, season two. Yeah, yeah I cannot wait, man. We're just a few weeks away from that. Yeah. So, oh, can't wait, can't wait. And live action Ahsoka Tano. Uh, can I be a gear tester? I'm hard on gear, so you'll get a good <laughs> estimate of what it'll take. Gone Farrell Squid- Squidly wants to know that. So. Email us. We can see what's going on. Yeah, yeah we, we might have a new frame design that we want people to put a couple thousand miles on next summer. So if you're doing a couple thousand miles next summer, email us. You guys are going to get a lot of emails. Yeah, yeah I hope so. <laughs> Not free backpacks. <laughs> Discounted backpacks. Discounted backpacks. There you go. There here's you go. Some, here's something I want to know about. Because people sometimes will forget if you make gear, you know, there's a reason for that. You love getting out and you fell in love with the passion of whatever, you know, niche you're in, in this case, backpacking. So I want to hear a couple of stories. And 
<laughs> something that's, that's commonly asked on the trail. You know, they ask you what's your name. And a lot of times, they don't even know your real name. So you all both have trail names. Okay? We have Ketchup and Robin Hood. And not ketchup and, as in like the red tomatoey <laughs> condiment. Like ketchup as in I'm behind you. I've got to catch up. So yeah, so I, I, I got to make hear, up for Jeremiah's accent sometimes. Make I, sure it doesn't get confused. You know, so <laughs> it was explicit. I said catch. I even thought about it, and I was like, I'm going to make sure I don't say ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Nathan, I, I want to hear from you first. How did you get your training? Uh, so yeah, so backing up a little bit to before I got my name. Uh, so like we talked about, we had arrows for our frames of our first bags, and which was great and everything was cool until I got my bag back from the airport and I saw that all my frames had been broken in, oh. in my bag. So I was like, well, that's a bummer. But on the plus side, it's just arrow shafts. So I can go to the hardware store and pick up some more arrow shafts and then cut them with my Swiss Army knife and then put them back. <laughs> But the problem was was that uh, I only needed two arrows because they came in packs of three. So then I ended up with this extra arrow that I had to hike with. <laughs> but I threw a while with this arrow in my bag. And I had like a big hat with some feathers in it. And one time we climb out of the woods down to like a fire station. And there's a bunch of people having a pizza party. Like hikers. <laughs> they had like found a spot to order pizza and got all this stuff. Like, all right, this is awesome. And um, I'm walking up. And I just hear some some British people. Like, oh, he's, he's got an arrow in his backpack. He's Robin Hood. Okay, Robin Hood. And, you know, a bunch of British people call me the name of their folk hero. How am I going to say no to that? So I just went with it. So, yeah. <laughs> their folk hero. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was great. I don't know how you're going to follow that. <laughs> I'm going to be a huge letdown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I tend to hike pretty fast, uh, but I also tend to sleep in and take a lot of breaks because when you're hiking on the PCT, there's so many good places to just sit on a rock and look at that view. So I would do a lot of sitting on rocks and looking at views, um, have a snack, just breathe it in. My friends would pass me sometimes. I'd be all right, see you later. And I would always catch up. <laughs> I love That's it. That's awesome. And, and Jeremiah loves that because Jeremiah, if you ever go on a trip with Jeremiah, you might actually get up before he does. Oh, <laughs> so, <right>. um, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Really? By 10 yep. teams. yeah, I no, I'm I'm the brunch club, bro. That's what yeah. time we roll out. <laughs> you guys are getting some more props on the uh with the with the watchers. Uh we got your testing ethics are pretty remarkable, better than most big name brands. So we, props to you guys for that. We like to be very open about what you're gonna buy. Um it gives us a lot of joy to be able to make gear for people that are going to take it outside and enjoy it. So we want them to be happy with our gear so they can be happy outside and not complaining about their backpack when they're taking in the views. Uh, so we take that pretty seriously and we appreciate that. That's awesome. And then we've got, of course, go next for life. And <laughs> I want a go next pack. So those have to get in there. So if you want to get your, if you want to get your comment posted on the live stream, yeah. say something about go next at some point. So, um, or it's almost an hour and we want to be respectful of time and everything, but, um, this is usually the time when we just let you guys share, where can we find you? What, what's your website? Tell us about all your social media. Just, um, advertise yourselves for a couple minutes here. Cool. So, um, on Instagram, we are chicken tramper gear. And I think there are underscores between each of the words and then, uh, chicken tramper Yep. 
or contact us at chickentramper at gmail.com. Or just Google Chicken Tramper. We're the only ones. Email at the bottom of the page. Same with both of our cell phone numbers. Yeah, I, I can I can attest to the fact that if you look up Chicken Tramper, you are the only ones that show up because that's how I found you guys. Um, and just for Jeremiah to feel proud of himself, he did. Uh, we have one person that did witness Jeremiah getting up before uh, backpacking with Jason, sir. So uh, so that did happen. But uh, guys, thanks so much for being on our show. Seriously, like so thankful you guys came on. Yeah, it was great meeting you guys. And seriously, when you go hike Pictured Rocks, call us. Oh yeah, absolutely. Will, will you guys let us know whenever you uh, start making T-shirts available so we can buy one and uh, show everybody and and get you some more sold? Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll be the first time we sponsor the podcast. We'll we'll give you some T-shirts and a little bit of gear. You guys can rock them. <laughs> and yeah. someone is, is putting on here. They're about to buy the water bottle sleeve yeah. right now. So thank you. Thank you. There you go, man. There you go. Hey guys, we're we'll make sure in a year. Let's get you back on here. Yeah. And let's see what's happened in the last year. Cool. And let, let's see. Let's see how this is, how it's growing and everything. Cause uh, you guys have got like a great, you're just doing great work and your ethics are fantastic. So real excited to see what you guys do in the future. Yeah. We're excited too. And yeah, it'd be great to catch back up with you guys. And definitely if you're up in the UP, come drop by and hang out, show you stuff. We will do that, man. Jeremiah, you got anything else? Well, that was it for me. I just really want the t-shirt. <laughs> All right, well, let me ask you a question. Do you want just the chicken? Do you want the name? Do you want the chicken in the middle? Like, what, what, what do you want? Get creative. Uh, I'll, I'll take one of each. All right. <laughs> okay. I'll bring the bacon. <laughs> yeah, so, John, bring the bacon. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Yeah, I had a lovely time talking to you guys, and uh, I can't wait to hang out with you in person. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll, make that, we'll figure out a way to make that happen sometime. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, All right, guys. The one year from now, it'll be in person. It can be in the shop. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a great idea. We may have to make that happen. Yeah. So thanks a lot, guys. And uh, we will have you on here again. Guaranteed. Yeah. Thank you. See you guys. Bye. Jeremiah, that was way more fun than we ever thought it was going to be. Those guys are great, man. I love those guys. It, I've oh, never dude. met somebody from Michigan I didn't like. Not one oh, I have. I have, oh. but they're not those people. So like, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're people I like. So that that's a good thing. So, uh, oh man, it's been another great episode with you, man. I hope people are liking this. I'm loving it. It's I'm, been my awesome. Monday nights are more fun than they've ever been. Something to look forward to on Mondays. I love. I don't know if we're gonna do it every Monday, but I've been having a lot of fun. Yeah, and I don't like the Baltimore Ravens, so I really don't want to watch football tonight, anyway. So, <laughs> uh, so this worked out for me. So. Uh, Jeremiah, I guess it's time to sign off. So for myself and the great Jeremiah, Jerome Stringer, uh, thank you guys for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next go-around. Adios.